The Youthscape Podcast. I am feeling festive on the Youthscape Podcast. Uh, it's me, Martin Saunders, and with me, Rachel Gardner. Yeah, I, do you know, I was trying then to think of a Christmas tune to sing behind you, and I couldn't think of one. All I could think of was, ching, 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 I don't know what that's supposed to be. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> What's that? I that's think it's like Jingle not... Bells or something, I don't know. So there we go, that was what, a bad thing. What is I that? Think. I don't know, I couldn't think of any Christmas tunes. How can I not think of you any Christmas tunes? You can't think of any Christmas tunes. tunes. What now? about now? Now I can. What's that? Name one. Um, so this is Christmas. That's not naming one, that's singing what one. What have we done? Jingle bells, and of course, all the lovely Christmas carols that sing about the real story of Christmas, not just Rudolph. Anyway, so Martin, how are you in this yeah. festive season? Yeah, I'm good. Have as you had ever. your eggnog yet? I've had so much oh, eggnog that eggnog. My, my bloodstream is now congealed. It's disgusting. It's, um, we were talking a couple of weeks ago you about are. how Your the con- consistency of eggnog is the mm. same as the consistency of phlegm. Yes. We've had quite a lot of emails about that, <laughs> asking have. us to desist. Now, <laughs> now, obviously, we are now in that point of the, for the December, for those that are listening in real time, where probably, if we're doing anything nativity-esque, it's now. If we're doing Christmas assemblies in schools, it's now. So it's yeah. quite a busy time of year, oh, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Right, well, look, let's yes. bring our guest in straight let's away. Right to talk about Up the table. nativities. Um, he's, <laughs> yes. a, he's, a, he's an international nativity expert and he's joined us for that reason. Welcome Jason Royce. Jason Royce. Season's greetings. <laughs> From, aren't you president of the International Federation of Nativity Plays? I was until last week. Oh, I'm no, sorry to have dethroned. brought that up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's How many right. tea towels have you got that you wear around your head? Oh, like thousands. <laughs> thousands. <laughs> Every performance is a fresh tea towel. That's how I roll. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever done any sort of drama or plays or anything? Like we're, we're totally ripping you off, but you might actually like. Are you an actor? Be an actor. Actually, I was in. Um, <gasps> you were. I was in. You what, were in a film. I can't even remember. No, it's not a film. Downton Abbey. Downton I was in, Abbey. Yeah. You were in what? Series two. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Downton Abbey. I Jason. forgot about that. I forgot about that. How did we not shall we, know this? Shall we introduce Jason properly? Jason's not involved in the nativity business. Jason <laughs> uh, formerly worked at Youthscape um, and then outgrew us yes. and went to greater things and is now uh, president, vice president and chief executive of Sooster Youth, Yeah, which is a youth charity based in Northamptonshire. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Sooster Youth, Jason. Well, we're like a mini rip-off of Youthscape, really. Is, okay. <laughs> is how I would describe it. That's how we describe it. <laughs> yeah, but that's accurate and fair, I think. Yeah, so we're, um, we work in schools um, with young people, direct work with young people, um, lessons, assemblies, small groups supporting young people's emotional well-being, and we work with local churches trying to help them start and grow youth ministry um, and help young people with in growing in their faith and their discipleship. Um, and lots of other fun stuff around the edges as well, but that's but, kind but of our core. The whole, the whole Downton Abbey thing is not linked. Just to close that it's off. not hey, linked. Come on, what no. is the Downton Who, who, who were yeah. you? Like, were you a butler? So I, I, he was the fourth sister. <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. Gertrude. Um, no, so I, a long story short, I was an extra uh, in Downton Abbey. Don't say that. It was um, so much more than an extra. I think you didn't. You. I was on there for about a total of thirty seconds. That's quite long. That's um, more than an extra. Have you got That's an a small card? role. Yeah. I did. I did have to act, 
Well, there's a funny story that we, because um, between takes, it takes so long to set the whole room mm. and they were changing cam camera angles and there was about 30 people involved in the scene that I was in. And um, I was, the camera was sort of facing me and then they did another shot facing the character who actually had a name. But when it was facing me, I was at the front of the queue and the director said, right, you're in first. Yeah. So we, we set up, take some 20 minutes or so to set up. I walk in and the role was I had to take a bowl of soup and then walk off camera. Oof, so that's a big responsibility. Now what happened was the actress, her face looked so kind that as she gave me the bowl of, of soup, I said thanks and winked at her. <laughs> and no sooner had I winked, I heard the words, cut and, and so everyone had to leave the room and were you pummels and i said to the director whose name i can't even remember i said can i like i can i can do this yes, my and he said he said you're gonna go further back in the queue this time <laughs> so i still made it onto camera but he didn't trust me to go no. first so um, were you not supposed to say thanks I don't think I was supposed to wink. That the was winking, the main oh, winking that at Lady was the, Sybil. Jason. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so, that could have been the beginning of an illustrious career. For I love you. that. The yeah. winker. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I had, do have a sensible question for you. As you were talking about Seuss to Youth, you kept referring mm. to we do this, we do that. Mm, but yeah. obviously, at the beginning, it was just you. So the interesting thing about Seuss to Youth is that it did yeah. not exist until you were the first employee of this. So you arrive in this sort of new place, Northampton, where there is youth work happening in pockets in churches, but there's nothing sort of town-wide or regional, is there? So, and right from the beginning, I heard you sort of talking like that and say, we do this. How mm. have you managed to gather people around Seuss to Youth to do this as well? Because that's quite a, quite a massive achievement. Well, I think... Someone, someone kind of said to me uh, recently an observation about myself which I didn't really notice which was he said you see the world in terms of relationships and I, I didn't realise that but I think That's for amazing. me net, networking and, and sort of finding common ground with people and so I, I went to this area which is about the same size as some of the streets in, in Luton where I'm from and, and so it was a, a real shock in terms of the, the geography and, and who was there. And I just started meeting people and, mm. and sharing what we, what we hope to do with young people. And, and people were excited about it. And, and I also found out that there was a lot of really good stuff happening and there was an opportunity to join together. And I think it's just momentum that seems to have grown. And we've had people come forward and say, we want to help you in what you're doing. And we've managed to recruit a really awesome team, and we're you know we're hoping to add to that again this year. So, it looking back, it's like oh gosh, we've come so far mm. in, in such a relatively short space of time. But I think because I'm quite a future focused person, I always see what is needed to happen mm. and what hasn't yet happened, mm. Mm. and don't perhaps take as much time to look back and say actually yeah we've come a long way. We've started a charity and put it on the map in an area where it wasn't there before. Mm. Um, yeah, so that area is is sort of Thrapston and Oundle in Northamptonshire, is that right? Yeah. And then, so to just characterise, I mean, any American listeners will just love the fact that there are oh, yeah. there are villages called Thrapston and Oundle. Well, just over the river from Thrapston, we've got Islip, which is where the grandmother of um, Abraham Lincoln lived. <gasps> really? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so, so if you are an American listener, yes. yeah, you should definitely come to Islip in in Thrapston and Oundle. Um, but tell us what characterises that era, what kind of an area is it? And then, then what are the challenges of doing 
ministry to young people there? Yeah, so... Um, with young people, not to them. To, yeah, with young people. Uh, so there are two market towns. Uh, Thrapston is about 7,000 people um, and Aundel is about 6,000 people, so they're quite small. Aundel's got a world-renowned school uh, in it, um, uh, which is a private school, and then a couple, um, couple of other schools and some primary schools. So there's education is a big thing, in particularly in Aundel. It kind of sets the tone for, for the area. Um, and in Thrapston, there's no secondary school, um, so it's they all get bussed over to Aundel. So, so Aundel is really the hub for education. There's, again, primary school in, in Thrapston. Market towns, we have a cattle market every, every weekend, wow. which I went to for the first time the other day. And actually, we can talk about this later if you want. I, I'm the owner of two pigs. Hang on. So I, I bought a couple of pigs. But that's another story. So like, that's crazy. I never mm. thought like a lad You're from a Luton boy, yeah. buying buying pigs out of at a cattle market. Quite missional, never. is it? It's quite yeah, that's that's what. Well, I'm just thinking about the bacon. To be honest. <laughs> right, I was just going to say, Rachel, <clears throat> this week you are not allowed to offend the no, vegans. I'm not going to offend the vegans. Oh yeah, let's not. Let's not do that. So you own two pigs. Yeah. I'm not sure that was the question. No, it wasn't. The question was young people. <laughs> Young people in that area, mm. what are the distinctive challenges of, of ministry among them? Well, I think they're, they're very busy, um, whereas, whereas here in Luton, some of the work I was involved in was occupying young people who were essentially bored and, and perhaps mm. getting up to no good. Um, whereas in this area where I'm working now, it's much tougher for them because they've got piano practice and pony lessons and they've got all this kind of stuff, a lot going on, extra tuition. Um, and so for them to prioritize mm. growing their faith and, and for that to be important in the family is, is really challenging and, and, mm. and we need to change culture there. Mm. Um, for young people, and I think a lot of people think that our area is really affluent, but actually there's a lot of rural poverty as well. And for some of those young people, very isolated. So um, they have to get the bus into school. So there's special bus service for that. But if they want to go along to a youth group or something like that, then they're relying on their parents and mm -hmm. they might not necessarily have cars. So some of those things, whereas in a town like this, there's buses everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. you're never more than 100 meters from a bus stop. And, and so that's a big challenge. Um, that we're having to work out. So it means that um, ministry is very local, but what local looks like might be that it needs to happen in your village for you to be mm. able to get to it. And, mm. and there's like 200 people in your village. So um, we're having to think about stuff mm. differently. It can't all, all happen around the Sousta Youth Building in Thrapston. Mm. Um, for those young people in that area, we've got to have something happening you yeah, know, much a few closer. doors away from where they are. So you've been a youth worker here in Luton for a long time. You heading up Romance Academy, you're director of Romance Academy, training youth workers around the UK. So you, you're you a very well-seasoned, you're young, but you're a very well-seasoned youth worker. You've, Thank you've you. got the models under I'll your belt. i that. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not you're, that young. You're network, you're younger <laughs> than us. Network. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. He's young and experienced. Fantastic, gorgeous. <laughs> um, winks at all the ladies and shows. But um, have, you, have you found that in your role, you arrived thinking, I've got the models, I know what I'm going to do and and then they didn't work and you had to make new ones or did you you know how, how or have you sort of found that as you've gone along you've been able to adapt things like how, how do you make stuff work in in that kind of very new environment do you have to create it all yourself or do you find there's enough resources that you can lean on that's a big question i guess the simple answer is that um I remember I remembered my training when I went to a new area so I, I spent the first six months learning about the area and meeting people and trying to find that 
But with that said, I also did take along with me some stuff that I knew worked and stuff that I knew I could use quickly from my experiences in school. So if I'm running a group to support young people with anxiety, that's broadly the same in Luton as it is in Thrapston or, or Oundle. So, so that kind of stuff, I thought I can use that out of the box and adapt it to the audience, but I'd always do that anyway, with a yeah. group of four or six yeah. young people. Um, but then also I realized I had to learn about the area and because it's smaller in terms of people that live there, if I do something, um, more people will hear about it as a percentage of yeah. the population. So though that kind of changes the way news spreads in an area where there's less people. Um, so yeah, so I think, it, I guess it was a mixture of learning. I still feel like I'm learning about the area and getting to know it and mm. getting to know the people, but also trying to bring stuff yeah, like, hey yeah. guys, this works, we can use this now. Yeah. Um, because you've done yeah. that really effectively. I was just thinking, Martin, that um, one of the things that we often talk about on this podcast is the whole tension and volunteers. I suppose mm. you probably are seeing it much more acutely, aren't you? So you've, you're trying to run things in different areas, so you really rely on, on a volunteer base. And mm. I've gone along to a couple of things that you've run, and you get a load of volunteers. Like, percentage-wise, yeah. mm. you get huge ones. What is the secret, Jason? I think you, you, you pig-owning... Uh, market, village, rural, winker, man, <laughs> have got the secret to volunteers. What is it? How do you get no, on I don't. Well, definitely I've got the secret. I think where we are, people are so desperate for support and encouragement. And because there isn't much around, you don't have to put on much that's very good for people to go, well, we need to be at this. Um, but with that said, we've tried to do it well. What we have done, we've tried to put on stuff that people can go this is a proper thing you know, mm. i can go along to this so we do in partnership with youthscape we we do a monthly training event for youth workers and we've aimed it at um volunteers and seasoned youth workers so we've mm. tried to um chad from the diocese who i've who i've um, been working on it with we've said we want to do content that we would be interested mm. in going along and sitting through but also that's accessible for volunteers and we get 45 people every month Amazing. in our, oh in our building, which, which is just... But I think That's one incredible. of the biggest things that we do that makes people come back is that we provide them dinner at the start of the evening. So you come along mm. and you've got 45 minutes where you sit down, you have a meal prepared for you, really good hospitality. And then you have, to a quite a tight sort of time frame, an hour and a half's worth of content, three mm. talks, plenty of coffee, and we finish promptly at nine o'clock. And so that contract works really well mm. with people they know what they're coming along to is pretty consistent and we try to keep the quality as high as we can make it really useful and practical and um and people come along but but i think if there's a secret it might be the dinner <laughs> yeah just to push into that a little bit this may feel like i'm going into the detail but do you think people appreciate the dinner because it makes life possible we don't have to worry about what we're going to eat that night we'll just eat at uh, at the training or is it actually that they know, therefore, there'll be a space for them not just to sit and listen, but also to sit and discuss and yeah. chat and, and you know, talk with other youth leaders like them about how it's going? Yeah. And because there's a lot of expertise in the room, you know, there's people who've been doing youth work longer than me mm. that are coming along. And if we don't respect their experience, mm. I think they're going to be like, why should I listen to you if you don't value what I'm bringing? Um, so I think that's a big factor, um, yeah. And I, and I do think it's about knowing our audience, isn't it? Mm. I you know I know I think of someone who listens to this podcast. Actually, is a friend of mine, Ian. You know, he by day he's an optician, 
and in the evenings he's a youth worker and so if I don't understand that for him he's given up a massive chunk mm. of his time for young people and actually one of the biggest obstacles is that he gets home from work at six o'clock and then he's got to be with us for 7.30 if we take the need to provide a dinner off the table for him we're actually serving him that's part of our ministry and so we talk about it as a team when we do our briefing before before the evenings we say like remember actually the most important thing for many of these youth workers might be the ministry that happens mm. in the informal bit over mm. the meal more much more useful mm. than hearing a talk on yeah. why we should work with young people around gender and um, actually for them it's like we want to support you and yeah. serve you with a meal and we'll also try and give you some useful content um so that's been oh, our thing is like trying to understand that's part of our ministry is to youth workers and volunteers and to serve them and cheer them on mm. and encourage them. And I think they're the things that have been most successful that what out of what we've done. That's so good. And listening to your audience is so important. So I, I've had a couple of experiences of being a volunteer <clears throat> youth worker. Currently, I'm a volunteer youth worker at our church. I can never make the volunteer, the thank you volunteer nights. Because mm. I have two children who, at the moment, we can't have babysitters for. So I, I, I'm a volunteer, but I can never, ever make the thing that says thank you to me. Um, so that's that's really frustrating. There must be some other people in the same boat. It's great for those that can make it, but I'm thinking this is interesting experience for me. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. how, I, do you, I to, how do you like to be thanked? Rachel? Well, how I like to be thanked is years ago, Dan Burke. I used to volunteer for his youth group, and he would make a point of ringing round that evening all his volunteers, mm. and it would be the shortest phone call. He'd just say, "Just want to say, Rachel, tonight, thank you so much. I really spotted you did this, and it was brilliant. Thank you." And and, and actually looking back, that's what I wanted. Mm. Just someone to identify immediately after the event. Thank, I really meant a lot that you were here. I did it every single week, just yeah, a well. tiny conversation. But that really helps. What know? I like is mm. gifts. Like money. Okay, I yeah, like yeah. gifts. Money. Maybe, maybe yeah, money Fouching. or food, you know, that sort of thing. And you're being genuine, food. are you? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, mean I, I am being genuine because I remember when we did the Girl Deconstruction Project podcasts, oh, no. giving up a, a lot of our, our time to promote your book, Rachel. Oh, you, yeah. um, <laughs> you You were going to buy me and Rachel gifts, weren't you? And, did I buy but Rachel? But you forgot to buy Rachel a Oh, no, you did send oh, Rachel I, a gift. I sent Rachel You did send gift. Rachel a gift. And then you were going to... Um, I'm just popping out because I just remember <laughs> I need to get something. Hang on, what happened there? <laughs> what happened there? We accept payment in It was me beer, form. wasn't it? I'll give you my bank details. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm joking, of course. Oh, I'm running out now. So, um, so Jason, I, I'm not going to call you a pig-owning winker. Um, <laughs> I you, appreciate that. You, uh, you, now, I, I, let, me, let me put you on the spot here. Mm. You were um, previous, as Rachel has said, previous to this role, you were um, heading up Romance Academy. Mm. Remember that? I do Dark remember Dark days, that. weren't they? I do remember I'm that. only joking. They were great they days. Were, yeah, were great And you days, would yeah. tour around the country <clears throat> um, and you would talk to parents mm. about sex and porn. You used to be the guy in the office... You were like you were almost as bad as Gardner, but you I know, being the go-to guy who was gonna gonna tell stories. Does that still? Uh, and I'm gonna choose my words carefully here. Uh, but is that area of helping young people to develop healthy relationships? Is that still a passion for you? Is that still something that you've taken into your work at Suster? And I remember um, really the sort of profound thing that you mm, sought to bring yeah. when you were running that thing was about um, broadening. Um, the idea of healthy relationships beyond just boyfriend yeah. girlfriend relationships, and also helping young people to develop healthy relationships with family members and siblings and friends mm. and, and <clears throat> teachers and all sorts of other people. So, um, yeah. so is that still a passion for you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we and we're we're still doing 
you know much of the work there's a romance academy running um, in our area which i you know i trained people treat people up in and encouraging them in we're 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 planning to deliver some lessons in in a local school um around that because i i think and i said this when i was paid to say it but also now that i'm not i i still believe it just as passionately that if there if we're looking to help young people with the issues they're facing and the questions that they're implicitly or explicitly asking um, if we're not talking about relationships, wh- whether romantic or otherwise, then we're not addressing one of the one of their key mm. areas for development and their key needs. You know, whether whether they're young people of faith or not, mm. this is an area where they need to work out. And they can get a lot of information um, online they, about healthy relationships and what's safe. They can watch a lot of sex, you know, through <laughs> pornography. But what they what they're missing, I think, is wisdom in mm. this area. Um, from their peers because mm. there's wisdom there from their parents there's wisdom there and from youth workers and, and, and teachers and so I think we still have a vital role mm. to play in that and I think is all to play for mm. um, and so I, I still carry that um, you know just as much as, as I ever did but I, I probably don't spend as much time actually talking about it mm. with young people because mm. my, my mm. role is, is slightly wider than that but it's still at the core of yeah. because I think Human beings are fundamentally relational, and that's why we eat with our youth workers before we train them. It's why we it's why we eat with young people when we're doing discipleship stuff. You know, the first thing we do is a meal. And if I was known as the porn guy before, I'm I'm like the meal guy now because actually I think we we try and eat with everyone that yeah. we we hang out with because that's where and relationships you're a great cook as well. You are a good, good cook. Meals your house. Yeah, you I are can a cook. good cook. I can cook. Yeah. I've forgotten that. <clears throat> My American pancakes are my speciality yeah, for all you awesome. American yeah. listeners yeah. out there. Well, they've tuned in specially to hear about eye slip, whatever it's called. Eye Yeah, yeah. Eye lip. Eye slip. Yeah, so, man, awesome. okay. And the, the pigs. So we didn't, we, we never got onto why you just bought two pigs. <clears throat> yeah, so crazy, crazy idea of a friend of mine, Chad, who, who I mentioned earlier. Um, and he said, would you be up for buying some pigs together? And I was like, I'm not really sure I'm ready for that level of commitment, but let's talk more. Wow. So, um, yeah, a bunch of us have bought these pigs. Um, uh, okay. and they, so they don't live at your house? No, they don't live at my house or in my garden. They live on the farm of a lady who, who we know. Aww. So she, lo- she looks after them. She's, she's it's more a, like pig adoption. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Although on Saturday, so there's a rotor for mucking these things out. Oh, and like, no. and on Saturday, it's my turn on the rotor. So at seven twenty a.m. this Saturday, I will specifically seven twenty a.m. Yeah, that's what time you have to be there because because Judy, the farmer, oh, she does her rounds, and that's when She's the animals sport, get mucked out. I know you just said these things. As mm. if you're already starting to resent them. What are they called? What are their names? Well, we haven't named them, yeah. and I'm I'm trying like to keep an, I'm trying decent. to keep an emotional distance because they are going to one day be bacon and sausages no. on my plate. No, Jason, the vegans, the vegans. Seriously, I can pull us back in because you have a very exciting event happening on the eighth of January, or close to that date. Yeah. Which I, I wonder oh, you see whether Casey, Mrs. Royce was somehow behind the decision to kind of help with the pigs and kind of draw out your paternal side. I don't know, really. She or she's actually. craving bacon. Oh, she's craving bacon. She was deep, deeply cynical because my personality type means that I go for these crazy ideas without really thinking it through. And I'm just like, yeah, I would love to own a pig. And we're like, what do we need to do again? How much? 
but by the way, you can buy a pig for fifteen quid, and I was like, really? I, can, I used to buy CDs for that amount of wow. money, like, and now I can buy a pig for fifteen quid. Anyway, this is like something Homer Simpson would do. Literally. I know, yeah. And in fact, doesn't he in the film? He, he does. does. Yes, yeah, exactly. Spider pig. Spider pig. But anyway, back um, to the exciting event on the eighth of January. Hang on, what are they called? No, they names. don't have names. Oh, They're all females, they, so oh, we call okay. them on the. There's a WhatsApp group, and we call oh. them our girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's. But that's it. You could call them Rachel and Rachel. No, they couldn't. We, uh, we could. Anyway, what's happening so yes, 8th of January? 8th January, or there or thereabouts, yeah. um, Katie and I are going to become parents, <gasps> scarily, to a little... We know, we, know that it's, we know that it's a boy. <laughs> oh, or as, as, clo- as sure yes. as one can be about yes. that. Obviously, right. when it's a boy, you can be slightly more certain than when it's, when it's a girl. That's right. You're just not Exciting. sure it's a boy. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, so so yeah, we're hugely excited and preparing for that. We've bought ourselves a buggy and we're buying various. I mean, the problem with kids is they come with like lo- loads <laughs> of paraphernalia. So there's all these things that now I'm yeah. being told you I need. need. I'm getting yeah. emails from companies that have somehow right. found out delete, that I'm going to be delete, a, yeah. a delete. parent. You don't need it. You need imagination and love. So, and, and after years, fans. I've spent years telling people how to parent their kids. It's great. And now I'm, now I'm like, <laughs> this actually is a thing now. And I'm not really sure, like, how much do I believe in all of this stuff that yeah. I've said? But um, no, I do, but I do believe it. But it's a different ball game when you're actually, when you're actually responsible. Mm. So. And that's worth noting, isn't it? The, things, the, the beauty of being a youth worker is that we're a youth worker if we stay the course through loads of different seasons of life. And that's, the, that's what's gorgeous about people staying in youth ministry is that then the whole community benefits from the richness of experience. If, if mm. people are only youth workers for two years and that's it, then the whole community doesn't kind of um, benefit from it. So we're going to watch this space yeah. and we're very excited about little baby voice. Like, so and good. our young people are as well. Yeah. I, told, I told our um, youth group last night for the first time that, that, that I'm going to be a dad. And they were, and they were like, I, I mean, it, it shifted how they, how they see Aww. me. I could see the, the shift happen. Whether Aww. they were like, you should never be a parent <laughs> or, or whether they were like, this is, you know, we see you more as a paternal fit. I don't know, but yeah, there was a kind right. of, they, they we, and we were actually thinking last night about how we, how, how can our relationship with God change how we see other people? And so it was, it was quite weird to see that, that shift for Amazing. them, but it, it does, um, it does change. And, and, and I'm sure that I will start to see them differently as well yeah. as I become a parent and, and know what it feels like to, yeah. To be, it's so it's a different naughty. role. It's a yeah. it's a shift in in my role and and calling as a human being. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That is really really exciting. Jason, thank you so much for letting us drag you into the basement at Youthscape and pick your right. brains about everything to do with Downton Abbey and Abraham Lincoln and, and pig ownership. And pig ownership. Yeah, that was so so. You should good. all buy a pig. That's unless you're a, well. <laughs> actually, if you're a vegan, you should buy a pig to prevent it from becoming bacon or yeah. sausages. I, I feel like we're really going to get letters this time. We are. We, I'm we sorry. Will. We are very sorry. Just remember that I haven't said anything that upsets you vegans. But surely that was, I'm saying that as a, as a vote of encouragement. No, um, yeah, I, I feel like secretly your agenda is... I know how much you are vegan, so I can't be anti-vegan. I've I know how much you enjoy meat. Eat veg. <laughs> I feel like you're the sort of guy who, would, knowing that your friend was a vegan, would have two burgers. <laughs> Just to sort of make Two up. Nut for burgers. It. Anyway, yeah, are you going to talk about some newscape stuff, my love? Because you've got like that little thing in front of you. 
Uh, yes, I am. Go for it. At the um, National Youth Ministry Weekend in November, you may have been present for the launch of SWAP, which is Ooh. our new uh, discipleship resource. Uh, it's a discipleship mentoring resource. The idea is you get two identical journals, and you as a youth leader have one, and a young person you're mentoring has the other one, and you work through the questions and exercises, and there's like little bits that you draw and... Um, little quizzes to complete and things like that. You do them together, and then at various points you swap over. You read each other's, you pray through each other's. Uh, you might write something so in the other person's so book, mm. and then you and then you swap back. And the whole idea is it's a bit of a leveler. It's it's trying to remove this idea that in discipleship mentoring, I am discipling you. Uh, I have nothing to learn. You have everything to learn. Let me teach you the Bible. And instead, it's saying, let us. Like, like Donovan said, you know, let us journey together to a new place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is, uh, so that's the idea. That's and you can idea. get pairs of swap now. Uh, so you get, they come in, in packs of two and you can get them from the Youthscape store, youthscape.co.uk forward slash store. That sounds awesome. Now, um, last year we did a very special Christmas Day special. Um, this year we're not. What? Uh, we're not doing a Christmas Day special Sad. this year. So actually, this is the last podcast until the seventh of January. Oh, we're taking a break. Oh, we're my giving goodness. producer Rachel a break. We're giving her a break because she works fearlessly and tirelessly and endlessly, and we love her and we want her to have some family time. Um, so we'll be back on the seventh of January. You can of course go and listen to last year's Christmas Day if you want to. Both Martin and I try and pretend that we're having Christmas Day together. There's lots of families, and it's. It's a bit funny. It doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. But at least there were no pigs in it. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, so have a great Christmas. Query, quick, quickly, what are you guys doing Christmas Day? Anyone know? With the in-laws. With the in-laws, love If you had said eating the pigs, I would have been so proud of you. I wouldn't wouldn't say such a thing. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll be at home with the in-laws as well. What about you? You're I'm doing something exciting. Well, I think we've got another one of our uh, Christmas days at church again this year, which is exciting. Oh, so yeah. we have people yeah. in the community that want to hang out with us. Crazy little family. Bless them. They want to come and hang out with us for the day. But that's really, really good fun. So we'll be doing that. So 7th of January, tune in, people, and get ready for Martin's New Year's resolutions. Ooh. Oh, I didn't do last year's. No, you didn't. You crashed and burned. So we have to talk about that, aren't we? Oh, on the podcast, so we've both done we? something, so not done something we promised yeah. we'd do. <laughs> Let's debrief that on the 7th of January. I look forward to listening to it. So, lots of naming and shaming on the 7th of January, as you'd expect. So, God bless you guys. Have a great Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, Do you want to sing us out with any Christmas song? Um, Jingle bells, Batman smells, Jason flew away. I'm off. We hope you're enjoying the Youthscape podcast. It is free and always will be. But if you would like to support us... Uh, please visit patreon.com slash youthscape.